0: Oh my goodness, you guys. I just had the scariest thing happen to my microphone and I thought it was kaput and over. It sounded like a dump truck was backing up over it when I was talking. Not a good thing. But don't worry, the microphone is working. And here is today's episode of the She Built This podcast. Okay, be honest. Were you a little bit scared at the beginning when I shared about my microphone having a malfunction? What if I could never do another She Built This podcast again? It would be so sad. Um, All right, all joking aside, last week I went on vacation, which is what today's podcast episode starts out talking about. Now, on the day-to-day, my life is pretty routine and normal when i make an instagram story it's hard i'm hard pressed to like find a picture of something more exciting than my toes on the back porch and i'm like here's the big moment of my day me sitting on my back porch reading a book um yeah it's very normal i guess and i'm not going to say boring because i enjoy it a lot but to the outside world Whoa. It might not look that thrilling, so I was really excited to get an opportunity to take tons of great photos. You know, for like my Instagram stories, my Facebook. No, in 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 all joking, really now, all joking aside, um, I was just excited to make some memories and relax and step back and have some downtime. Um, for me, going away. And taking time off is kind of an anxiety producing experience. I'm just going to be really honest about that in sharing. I'm not and I have a harder time with traveling and getting out of my comfort zones and my everyday routines. Now, I do not intend to let that continue being my story. It's something that I have been working on for the past six years or so and I continue to work on it all of the time. So last week I got all packed up and I got over that first big big hurdle which for me was stepping away from work and putting it in the rearview mirror and driving to Sandwich, New Hampshire. The plan was to spend time with Jason's sister and my brother-in-law and their two kids. Now I'm going to start this by saying just as a Public service announcement that everyone involved in the the vacation the trip together has been very safe and quarantined even though I know quarantine is not the proper like medical terminology but we all sort of use that nowadays so I'm just gonna say it everyone has been very responsible and safe and stayed home and so we decided that getting together in a remote location was a good decision for our family. And don't worry, this podcast does not end with the story of one of us getting the coronavirus. Um, But I did feel like I need to give that prelude just to let everyone know that you know we're doing our part and we're taking all precautions when it comes to getting together, even with our family and friends. Um, And I just simply say this to express again that we're not the kind of people that are running around willy-nilly, not taking things seriously. So that is a completely different issue for another day. And I know that certain topics are very divisive right now. And for 50% of people, I feel weird even saying that. And then 50% of people probably feel relieved and completely understand why I say that but I have no soapbox to stand on and so I'm not going to share my soapbox theories and thoughts it's your lucky day you've been spared Um, all right back to my story about the vacation after lots of preparation. Now I'm talking like several weeks because we had to be extra careful and do a little bit of like social distancing ultra. Um, I jammed my jam packed my car full of everything that we own. Jason and I needed to take separate cars up because our Boy Clyde doesn't really like Jason's truck. He kind of has like a anxiety meltdown and I don't really always like someone driving me. So, we're like a hashtag hot mess family. <laughs> um and, you know, I also had to like really put my head down for the first 9 days of the month in August to make sure that I could leave and things would be finished and not kind of unraveling either in my mind or literally while I was away. So, you know, we we did a lot to prepare for the trip. Um, and when Monday rolled around, I got up there and I was like, Okay, super pat on the back, Emily, you are here. Let the fun begin. Um, and it is so, so worth it to me when I hear those words, Auntie Emily, in Max and Annabelle's voice, and they have just written me a letter or like feel the need to take me on a tour of the entire house or have a surprise or want to go canoeing. It's like the most magical thing ever. And honestly, being an auntie is one of the best feelings in the world. And I can't wait until my little niece, Charlotte, can say my name too. Um, so I'm with my husband and some of my favorite human beings and many human beings and all was going so well until our dog, the Clyde had an issue with one of the littles and I'm not going to get into all the details but I will say that it was enough to send him home. Clyde is so not a jerk and in this situation no dog no human no one was to blame he just was really anxious and overstimulated and it wasn't good and when I say not good I mean Like I spent the entire next day sick with anxiety because of just how bad I felt and how intense the whole situation was. So to sum it up, we did not like the way that Mr. Clyde was interacting with the kids and was making everyone feel really uncomfortable. So we had to separate the kids from the dog. It was like a must. Um, And dogs don't drive themselves, which means one of us had to make the choice to go back with him. I don't entirely trust myself to drive Jason's truck. The dog doesn't like Jason's truck. So it was me taking him back in my car. Um, So I had just driven there two hours and I had been there for like an hour and 45 minutes, maybe some change. And I drove two hours back home. (laughs) So there it was my five hour and 45 minute vacation. (laughs) Um, Now, up until this point, We had never known that Clyde needed so much space and I I didn't know how he did with kids because he just doesn't get enough opportunities to be around them. Um, So I will say that it was actually a really big blessing for future endeavors because I never want my dog to feel like he did and act in the way that he did with anyone ever again. Um, We don't want that kind of scene we don't want to be responsible for that kind of scene, basically. So he is a super sweet, cuddly guy, but he's just very set in his routines and attached to us. And it was all just like a little much for him. And looking back on it, I feel really guilty that, you know, we kind of put all that on his plate to handle and then expected him to be cool as a cucumber. However, when I'm driving home, I'm feeling just awful all the emotions. I'm really pissed off at the dog because he ruins everything. Um, I was really mad at myself for not seeing signs more clearly and taking action, understanding what was happening sooner. And I was also going to this like super dark, just unnecessary place where I was thinking, oh, well, they're going to have more fun without me. And they're probably happy I left and they probably never want me at these things anyway. And what if the kids associate the monster Clyde with Auntie Emily? It was like, super dark inside my head, I'm telling you. And another part of me was frustrated because this is not the first time that Mr. Clyde has, I'm not going to say ruined, but altered our vacation plans. Um, he got sick once before we were going to take him to Maine. He we had to come home early from a wedding one time because he didn't he wasn't doing well being boarded. So, I was also I also had that on my mind. And it's also not the first time that our own vacation plans have just been like kiboshed because of us. Like so much so that one time we had like a nice anniversary staycation and it ended with me in the emergency room somehow. So, in my mind, I'm, I'm just questioning like, oh my God, are we ever, like, are we not destined for trips and vacations? And then like, are we ever going to be able to do anything again? Um, you know what? Our fifth anniversary is coming up. So maybe that is going to be the winner. Fifth time is the charm. Um I forgot all about the time that when I was in San Diego, I got like major vertigo too. Oh gosh, so many. But that wasn't a vacation. That was a work trip. So we can't count that. Anyway, thank God for the Beatles, Bob Marley, the Avit brothers. Those, I got to hand it to those gents. They helped keep my mind sane while I was driving home. When I got up the next day, I was in like a super funk and I could not really put a pin on what I was feeling. I just knew that I was feeling really shitty and not good. And Jason and I talked about it and we honestly didn't know like how to play out the rest of this scheduled vacation. Do I go back up for a day? Do I go back later in the week do we go back together what do we do with the dog who do we get to watch the dog um, we couldn't get his dad to watch the dog because his dad was going up there it, it was just like crazy making so I wake up at like 3:45 in the morning on Tuesday and I'm thinking and thinking and thinking and trying to figure out what had happened what to do what the future would be with the, like this new information that's now in my hands and whether or not this meant anything about you know my worth as a human being because I just definitely most definitely had to take it there Um, Well, guess what? I came out of this funk and because of coming out of it, honestly, pretty quickly, I'm going to say, I wrote down what I went through emotionally and I want to share it with you as five steps that I used to get out of this feeling of ick. This could apply to an emotional funk in your life, a funk in your business where you're just kind of feeling like lethargic or unmotivated, something in your relationship that's yucky. Whatever happens in your day, I really think that this is a helpful method to kind of walk through what quote, whatever ails you, you know, um, and, Just a disclaimer, I am completely speaking from a place of personal experience and sharing what worked for me in hopes that it would help and work for you as well. Um, But, you know, I don't, I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything like that, or even a coach. So take this with a grain of Celtic sea salt or whatever kind of salt you prefer, but preferably not that cheap iodized kind you find on a restaurant table. Um, I don't always have the easiest time getting out of funks. So for me, like a feeling of yuck could go on for days and days and days. I could, if you want me to, I mean, I can make it last like a whole month. Um, But I decided that that was not going to happen this time. And so I decided to carry on with my life and I wanted to share the way that I got out of it as a potential way out for you also because it was a way out and it was very healing. So step number one, and I'm not going to, you know, this isn't like a perfect science, so I shouldn't even say step. Let's say number one, I described the feelings that I was feeling to myself and I stated them out loud. At 3.45 in the morning, I was lying in my bed and I just stated out loud what I was feeling. I said, I am frustrated and uncertain. And then I took a step back and I said, well, I am not frustrated and uncertain. I am feeling frustrated and uncertain. And then I took another step back and I said, okay, I'm noticing that I'm feeling frustrated and uncertain. So I first started by just labeling those feelings and really like saying them out loud, giving them a little bit of a voice. Then I went 100% went into my body, closed my eyes, and let myself feel those feelings. And I've done this exercise before with a really intense situation. And I just sat with the feeling like swirling around in my body in its full form. And it really helped. So I started there. And I took it from I am to I feel, to I am noticing that I feel. And then I just fully sank in and felt it. Now this might be uncomfortable and it might not be pretty. You might cry, but it does. It did for me just to like give yourself that time to really truly feel it and acknowledge it. It helped me to bring it down from about a 10 to like a four or five. Then, I cried lots. This was like also step A, step 1A, sorry, step 1B, 2A, 2C, 3 through 5. Like I just kept crying. (laughs) Um, But seriously, I think the next piece of it is whatever it takes to help physically move some of the emotion through you is the crucial peace here. Um, if you want to punch a pillow, go for a run, work out, take a walk, scream into a pillow, do anything that's safe and not harmful to yourself that allows you to simply let some of that pent up emotion and energy out. And, you know, I would say this should be a semi-physical activity to help move some of these feelings out of your body. Not that crying was super um, physical, but it was getting out some of that tension and energy. And if you don't, you don't need to be thinking about anything in particular while you're doing that. You know, it's like when dogs shake after they're feeling anxious or when they get excited or even if you just give them a hug, it's like a way of just moving their energy through their body. And another way to do this for some people is to use their voice. So you can call someone, talk to someone, work through some of those sticky pieces of the emotions like what, how I explained earlier. Um, you know, and for me, some of the deeper, darker things that I was crying about were like, oh, well, maybe they're all having fun without me. Or what if they think I'm a horrible auntie Emily, like those kinds of things. Um, third, I decided that I did not want to feel this way. And I opened myself up to the idea that there was a possibility I could reframe this. There was a possibility that something could good good could come out of this. And there was a chance that there might be a silver lining, opening yourself up to that and just ho- and thinking that maybe something entirely different could be the case a different perspective a shift it is a welcome surprise so i decided that i could choose that i could choose that there was a possibility that a reframe and moving on could happen Um, Step number four, I definitely chose the reframe option and I sort of gave myself personally like a deadline or a timeline. I said, okay, by noon, I'm really going to be kind of done having a pity party for myself and I'm going to figure out how to make the best of this and maybe I'm even going to enjoy my day. This day that I worked my ass off for to make clients all set, this day that I have been thinking about for months and this day that kind of got ruined by my dog, I am going to stop wallowing in it and choose to move on. How can I make it great for myself? Now for me, since it was like, I mean, by this time, it was probably like nine in the morning and I was still wallowing. But I set that timeline at 11 and I said, okay, by 11, I am going to be done moping. I w- will caveat this by saying, I am not sure if this works with grief or, or something a little bit along Those lines. Um, I believe from personal experience that grief seems to be a process with very few timelines. And so the important thing there is just to really give yourself a lot of grace, which is a topic for another day. Um, But for getting out of like a general funk or a general feeling of down in the dumps, you know, when you're repeating a story in your head that you know is not entirely serving you and you know that you're playing the victim and don't know how to stop, I do think that giving yourself like a A full stopping time is Crystal Farley on the Grace and Growth podcast says it really well. She says, we're all entitled to our Chardonnay moments. But then like when that glass of Chardonnay is done, you need to make the decision that this isn't going to ruin things anymore. So I said, I am not going to let this ruin my week, my day. I want to feel better by 11 a.m., and I made that choice. Um, and then number five, I did something that I really, really enjoy. I shifted my mood completely after doing this activity. I attended a gateless writing salon with Becky Karish. And I know I talk about this all the time. But honestly, I just cannot talk about it enough. And no, she's not a sponsor of my show. That should show you how much I love it. I, had, I didn't have anything else planned necessarily for my work. I didn't really want to dive back into work. So I sat down and hopped into one of her gateless writing salons it was so perfect and just what I needed and magical and before I even got into the salon I did a little writing on my own Um, but there is just something about gateless and it you write from your body and you're connecting with all human beings in the same space as you and it was just really really healing and helpful I didn't tell the story of what happened I didn't have to write about that at all Um, But it really super helped boost my mood. I also love walking. So after the salon, I went for a long, long walk, which which also felt really good. And then I made myself a super simple plan. I just unpacked my bags. I did a few little things around the house. I went to the grocery store because the night before I had gotten home so late that my dinner was literally, literally, I took a picture. Um, it was like a carrot, mustard, and a piece of cheese because I think <laughs> that's all we had left in the refrigerator. Um, so when I went to the grocery store, I met the amazing Marcy Mason outside Family Dental Care of Milford. She said she had a little plant for me for winning the nomination for Soul Prop of the Year, and it just cheered me up so much to see her. So then I, someone called me, and she was like opening up about her relationship, and we chatted really in depth for an entire hour. And by the time four o'clock came around, I was outside in the sun reading a book and waiting until my husband got home. And it was honestly a really beautiful day once I decided to flip the script and make it a great day. Um, we had the most insanely delicious dinner outside. Wait have I told you how amazing it is to have dinner outside yet? Yeah, I dare say it is the best thing ever. So the day was saved and maybe you're wondering how you know you can use this in your business or you and in- use it in your personal life and I think it comes down to this stuff happens like lots of stuff. Shit happens. Lots of shit. It's not always rosy, but it's up to us to make the decisions to change our perspective, take the lessons, fail forward, and make choices that are going to help us and not just keep us stuck or where we are. I know that emotions are real. I know that pain is real. I think it's worth it, though, sometimes to take a good hard look and see what feelings and viewpoints are serving you and which ones are just like kind of holding you back and keeping you from being happy and thriving. And trust me, I am the queen of wallowing in addition to being the queen of England, which is my nickname, around my house, I am also the queen of wallowing. I could have let this hold me back and just stayed here like a pig in shit, only way less happy for as long as possible, but I chose not to do that, and the outcome was a lot better. So just something to think about today, Um, five ways to get out of a funk. Number one, describe your feelings and feel them. Go from I am, I feel, I am noticing I feel, and then feel them. Cry. Let them work through you. Uh, Physically, you could phone a friend, talk it out, move the feelings through your body. Open up to the possibility that there may be another perspective, or there may be a silver lining or a bright side. Set yourself a little bit of a deadline. Little kick in the pants for yourself, to yourself, by yourself. Moi. Um, Do something that you really enjoy. Reset the scene. Rewrite the script. And that's really all I have for you. I also rely heavily on meditation. Right now, I am super digging the work of Marissa Eiman, who I know I've talked about before. Um, she also, she has a meditation podcast called the incandescence podcast and she just records on there meditations that you can use for almost anything that you're feeling um she also has a special subscription program through the app that you can get like a she offers a eight hour subliminal meditation that you can put in your headphones to fall asleep and stay asleep um and it has like positive affirmations that are basically playing while you're sleeping so it's super cool the other thing she offers is meditation music for people that are interested in teaching meditation or use um, music and yoga or for massage or things like that. So I'm going to put the bundle for that in the show notes. She, When you buy the bundle, she shows you the exact steps on how to use the music and record your own meditations. And just to give you an example of like how much a... Um, song like this usually costs, the theme song for She Built This was like $60. Um, and she gives you, I think, 20 of these songs for like this insane price. If you use code EMILY, you save $50. And again, Marissa is not a sponsor. She is just somebody that I want to toot toot to her horn. Um, so I'll have the links to all of that in the show notes. And to wrap up the episode about the vacation that wasn't, I'm going to tell you what I did instead because it was lovely. So day one was uh, uh, Tuesday and I unpacked and like I said, I went super easy on myself and I also woke up at four o'clock in the morning. So I was like exhausted. Um, A day two, I did do a little bit of work, but and something through doing so, something incredible came across my desk with one of my new dream clients and we scheduled a meeting to reconvene on it later in the week, um, so I kind of like stayed on the down low radar wise and just did a little behind the scenes work in my stuff, which actually ended up being a really eye opening um, for something that I'm working towards in my own personal business, and it was a it was a great epiphany. Um, The third day I had fun. I scheduled an appointment for myself. I got my hair cut and I drove back up to Sandwich with the kids and with Megan just for a couple hours, Megan and Chris. And then um, Jason went by himself over the weekend and I went on a nice hike with my friend. We went around a new place I had never explored in Merrimack. It was called Horse Hill Preserve. Lots of great trails. Um, I also want to read a review from Lindsay T. Emily's podcasts are always full of positivity, inspiration, and aha moments. Her passion in supporting other women and watching them succeed and thrive is clear. I always look forward to time alone in the car when I can catch up on new episodes. Thank you, Emily. And she starts that by saying, as real as it gets. And Lindsay Taylor and I from Naughty Good Bites have something very exciting in the works. Every month, she highlights a woman through Naughty Good Bites, um, and they get the, that woman basically gets nominated as Naughty Good Bites Woman of the Month, we're going to have them on the podcast and hear their stories. And if you have listened this far, you may as well take one more minute and just write me a review. I do, as Lindsay said, try to keep it real. I share my personal journey as well as my business journey because I believe that building the business of our dreams goes hand in hand with building the life of our dreams. And I also believe that aspects of health and wellness and relationships are all a part of life when you're an entrepreneur. So please take that moment to just write me a review and You know, when you write reviews, it helps bump all of the podcasts into all of the places they need to be. So, you know, like algorithms and math and things like that. And then it helps me to get just even more great guests on the show. So you can think of it as helping me to build this. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you have done that, you are like the super special, super ultra awesome. And um, you deserve a prize. Oh, I know what you can do. If you have listened to this entire podcast, you can text me or send me something that says cucumber and I'll know that you listened all the way to the end and I'll just shower you with accolades. How's that? That sounds good. All right. With that, have a great week. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.